Hi, welcome to the Intimacy Experiment Podcast. This is Tara and EJ Kerwin with He Said, She Said Couples Counseling. Hello. And today we actually have our guest speaker with us, Bryce Paradis. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have Bryce do some talking with us today. And uh, we want to start today's podcast by just talking a little bit about uh, the fact that we are a couple weeks into our new online program, The Intimacy Experiment. It's a 28-day program for couples to connect and, and deepen their bond. And we could not have launched this at a better time because right now the coronavirus is happening and a lot of couples are really struggling to find ways to communicate in a healthy way and be around each other and and even just navigate these uncertain times. And so again, this 28-day experiment was all about how can we help build healthy, positive connections with each other daily. And and so far it's been a great experience. Yeah, and it's it's a great thing that you can you can sign up for at any time. <clears throat> you can go to our website, he said she said counseling Dot com And there's a button at the top just says uh, sign up for the intimacy experiment. And as soon as you sign up, the next day you start getting a series of emails. And every email has a video and it has a worksheet that you go through. And it gives you access to a closed Facebook group. And the community has been great online and on just Facebook. sharing a lot of, you know, successes and also challenges kind of normalizes that all couples go through really difficult periods. And we're kind of in this together right now, especially during this weird time. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, and also if you ever have any questions or anything, you can always reach out to us at our uh, email. He said, she said, counseling at gmail.com. All right. So let's get into today's topic, slippery slope. The slippery slope. And this is how are couples navigating their substance use, especially, you know, now that we know alcohol sales are up significantly. Um, we really wanted to provide this podcast to help support couples in understanding, you know, that that substance use is a slippery slope and especially during these times. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and even if you're using it a little bit or, or one of you likes it a little bit more than the other, it's just an important thing to know you know, that it does affect relationship. And just, you know, the more we bring things above the surface and look at it, uh, you know, the better off we are as far as coping and having healthy skills. So we want to introduce Bryce Parody. He's a new member of our team here at He Said, She Said Counseling. He's awesome. We're yeah, so excited to have him. Absolutely. He's a solid uh, therapist and a really cool person. And so Bryce, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Bryce, would you just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, wh where'd you go to school? Um, I went to school at the University of Detroit Mercy. It's a, a small Jesuit school in the middle of Detroit. Cool. And, and how long have you been a therapist? I've been a therapist practicing for about the last 10 years. Wow. Wow. And where all of you worked? Like, what's your background? My background has been working in private practice in the Michigan area, as well as um, in substance abuse treatment centers here in Arizona and in Michigan. Yeah. Um, I also have done a lot of psychological assessment and working with uh, teams and organizations, large companies and professional athletes. Oh, cool. Yeah, one of the reasons we brought Bryce into our practice is because he does have a specialty in substance abuse. And we know that this really impacts couples in their relationships. And, you know, and, and we're not saying like alcohol is a bad thing, but we're saying if there's already some unhealthy dynamics in a couple's relationship and alcohol use has started to increase, that we know that that can be very damaging because a, a lot of resentment and anger that we hold on to can definitely come out after we've been drinking and, and our inhibitions are lower. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, all right. I mean, you know, the, the big thing we wanted to touch on, because, you know, there is a lot of statistics out right now saying that alcohol sales have increased significantly um, in the past, like just month or so month, since yeah. people have been. And, we, you know, we see it on Facebook. You see it on TikTok. You see a lot of people joking about couples starting to drink at like, you know, noon or, or you know, one in the afternoon. And, you know, it's it's all like fun and games to, to goof off about it. But, you know, the, this is the reality that that alcohol substance abuse does have an effect on relationship. Is that would you agree with that, Bryce? Completely. And I don't think we're here talking about abstinence or getting rid of alcohol as a part of our daily routine or as a part of how we socialize with each other. But it's really about looking at it in moderation and the impact that it's having on our relationship with others and our own mental health. What, what would you say, like, you know, if you were um, a couple staying at home, they're, they're either working for home or not working at all, and their alcohol use goes up significantly, what would be the, you know, some of the things you, way it might impact their relationship? Like Tara said earlier, it, it decreases your inhibitions um, and can impact how you communicate with each other. So if you do have those deep internal resentments for each other, when your inhibitions are lowered, those are more likely to come up. So it can increase the hostility around the house. It right. can increase um, the frequency or the extent of um, fights. I think one important thing too is like alcohol. Is it soothing? Most definitely, right? It's pretty instantaneous soother. Right now, couples are home with their kids 24-7, um, and that can feel very overwhelming. And so, again, this instant release of stress, it, it works. However, what we really want to do and <clears throat> why we're doing this podcast and also why we have Bryce here is because we want you guys to be able to, yes, of course, have, the, have that head shift, but that not be the primary coping skill used now in order to get that release and couples are starting to turn to that on a daily basis yeah. earlier than later to really get that release yeah. i i, I kind of also wonder if like you know right when the quarantine came down and immediately people had all this time off if at first it was just like this like really fun thing like oh my gosh you know hey it's wednesday we can have like you know martinis early or whatever but kind of like as the days weeks pass i wonder if it's just shifting and and it's and it's maybe not quite as fun and becoming a little more habitual what do you, what do you think and that is, that's all part of the slippery slope you know when you start potentially drinking at 11, you know, because it's five o'clock somewhere, you can lose control very quickly. And again, it's it's not about removing this soother from our lives, but it's keeping it in moderation and keeping in check with other healthy coping mechanisms and coping skills that we can we can use to um, deal with this crazy time that we're going through. And and I think because alcohol can be very quickly hijacking. I mean, it releases those feel good neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, like we have to support couples in finding other ways to, you know, to create head shifts, taking a walk with your family. We play Kerwin dodgeball. It's like oh, a yeah. fun release. It's exercise because exercise also releases the same neurotransmitters. Um, but really you want to really balance it out because you don't want alcohol or substance use to be your only option to release stress. Yeah. And it's interesting just to share a little story from EJ and I. So we knew that we were developing this 28-day intimacy experiment, and we really wanted to try to be our best selves. And so we joined this one-year no-beer. It's kind of this movement started in Europe 
it's pretty incredible. There's like a 30, 60, 90, or 365 day challenge. And I was like, EJ, how about, you know, cause we love to have a glass of wine or whiskey on the weekends. I was like, how about we join this one year, no beer and just really try to be our best selves over the next year. You know, because it was like weekends were just like a huge release time for us. And I was noticing I was waking up on Sunday and my brain wasn't clear. And I knew when we're developing this 28 day intimacy experiment, we're going to be working Saturdays and Sundays. And so we're what, 45, 50 days in 50 some days. Yeah. And it has been awesome. It was hard the first two weekends, but now we're, you know, we are up at five in the morning. Not everyone has to be up at five, but (laughs) running and exercising and our kids are I think they notice a difference. We're just way more present with them. You know what's interesting? I'm not sure if you can speak to this as well, Bryce, but it was weird right at the beginning when we started, it was almost like we're like almost like embarrassed to tell people, you know, it's like that it's like hard. It's like you almost have to make an excuse if somebody's like, oh, come over, neighbor says whatever, like come over and have a drink or whatever. You're like, well, I'm not drinking. And it feels like you're doing something wrong. Is it, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's, it's part of the emotional stigma that comes with alcohol or any substance use. Um, even though you're not necessarily abusing it, um, you're still saying that you're abstaining from it. So right. are, are your friends and neighbors may initially assume that you're abstaining because of a problem. Exactly. Yeah. I know you're yeah. like, um, I'm just, we're just creating this awesome thing together. So we're trying to be our best selves. But, you know, I just, I, I think people do. It's like, oh, what do you mean you're not drinking? And can't you just yeah. have one? And it's like, uh. I mean, it's crazy how like interwoven alcohol is into our society. I mean, it, it's, it's just you know, it, it's like and normalized. Yeah, just completely normalized. I mean, you know, even Tara pointed out to me earlier this year, there were a bunch of like uh, football commercials in the morning where it was like literally promoting like having a beer at like 10 a.m. And it's like, wow, that's actually, you know, probably probably not too healthy. No, and this normalization, especially within the media, is what makes this time in particular Um, Very, very, very difficult for those who have some sort of substance abuse issue and are in recovery. Oh, 100%, Bryce. I can't even imagine. You know, they have um, individuals in recovery have worked hard and developed coping mechanisms to deal with the stressors of, of daily life. And now they've found themselves in isolation or dealing with a whole new set of incredible stressors and don't have access um, to some of their most basic and, and, necessary sources of support. Exactly. You know, this, this is actually a, a great topic and we'd love to have you back and, and talk more about it because there's like so much to it. Cause you know, as you said that I was thinking to myself, like what, what about couples where one person is in recovery and the other person isn't, you know, like how, how do couples even manage that? Yeah. Unless, unless you have a large, large house, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I could imagine again, like in these times where like, Hey, this person who, you know, just has a wine or two at night and their, you know, their partner doesn't drink all of a sudden, what if they're like, Hey, I want to drink more. And it just, you know, I would think it would just cr- has the potential at least to create more distance between the two. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so how about this? Like, you know, we always like to include a few like real, you know, valuable direct things a couple can use. So if a couple right now has been, you know, drinking a little bit more due to the, you know, the coronavirus and their ability and availability to do that, 
What might be an indicator, Bryce, that they sh- that they need to be aware? I think any deviation from what was a typical routine or typical schedule. So if you found yourself coming home and having a glass of whiskey at 7.30, and now since you're not going to work or you're working from home and this glass of whiskey is happening at 1.30 in the afternoon, um, that's probably an indicator, potentially an indicator, that there is some sort of a problem or it could lead to a problem. You don't necessarily have to abstain um, from from these substances, but we do want to keep them in check. Also, too, just based on, you know, reading my own literature and research out there, if you find yourself starting to think more about it, like when you wake up in the morning, if one of the first thoughts is like, oh, I can't wait until four o'clock today to like have that first glass of wine, that's a good indicator that it's starting to hijack you more than than you would normally want. Absolutely. When those thoughts just start like creeping in and yeah, I, I hear you too. That's a great and idea. I think that couples can even like, if you feel like it has become a problem, you can do a reboot. I mean, your brain b- bounces back so quickly, but right. We get so into routines and habits that even if you say, you know what, let's like take a couple days off or a week off, or I mean, just something to kind of help you guys reboot, help your brains reboot and, and just try to get into a different system where alcohol is not being the prime primary source of relaxation or self-soothing. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, because we've seen a lot of couples in the past few weeks who are are struggling more because of the stress of whether it be money or homeschooling their kids. And, you know, now talking about this, maybe alcohol could have been a component as well. And I think the biggest piece of advice we're giving all of our couples is structure, you know, right now is, yeah, is, is our jobs provided a heck of a lot of structure. We knew we had to get up, we had to get the kids into their clothes, we had to get them to school, you know, then, then we have our job to go to, and then we come home. And so there was all this structure and lots of distractions and yeah. (laughs) And now, and now all of a sudden that it kind of just like, it like blew up. It's just like gone. And so you know, helping couples and it come back to like, okay, let's create structure. Let's create like a work day. Let's create like, okay, we, if we do imbibe, then we don't imbibe till 530, just like, just like normal, you know, do you, would that be useful? Do you think? Absolutely. Um, especially because the way addiction can work is it can hijack your life so quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you do not keep it in check and keep it in moderation, when our lives inevitably do return to some sort of normalcy, we don't want to be so um, reliant on alcohol as our primary source of, of, of soothing. And we've also, I mean, today we've only been talking about alcohol. I mean, there's a lot of other things that this could apply to, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who enjoy smoke marijuana and, and, you know, all of a sudden, hey, your boss isn't around. It's easy to smoke a little bit earlier in the day. Or, or maybe somebody who struggled with, you know, anxiety and had like a, you know, take as you need, you know, Xanax or something like right. that. All of a sudden, well, when you're at work, I really can't take that because I'd be spacey. Well, I could take my Xanax a little bit earlier in the day. I mean, I would assume, Bryce, that there's a lot of people with a lot of different substances that are having to like really be aware. Absolutely. Um, and each of these substances impacts your, your emotional um, awareness and your emotional availability. But in particular, when thinking about this COVID-19 situation, a lot of these substances can impact your respiratory function and negatively lead to increased vulnerability. Yeah, and, and also I think, you know, when you're drinking a little bit more or smoking a little more or whatever, your other coping mechanisms that are really healthy, you know, exercise, for instance, you do them a little bit less. 
And so if you're eating habits, yeah, yeah, eating habits. So if, you know, exercise is a way that you manage your stress and then suddenly you're not doing that as much, I I could see that leading to more conflict where you're just kind of like balled up and like, oh, you know, frustrated. Yeah. I mean, so again, you know, there's, we just encourage you guys to start having conversations about this because, you know, there's short term and long term consequences if you guys don't get this in check. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you, Bryce. This has been wonderful getting the chance. It's it's fun to have somebody else in here to talk to. I know. We get yeah. sick of hearing our own voices. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And we'll definitely have you back sometime if you're if you're willing. And, um, you know, any of you out there, if you ever have any questions that you'd like more, more direct, specific answers to, again, please feel free to reach out to us uh, via Facebook or Instagram. Uh, also, you can always email us at he said, she said, counseling.com. Yes. And again, another resource out there, our 28 day intimacy experiment. It's about 15 to 20 minutes a day. We ask you to really prioritize, focus on your relationship. And it does create some structure and accountability throughout the day yeah, for, for your relationship and just creating that love and connection that you guys really want. All right. Well, it's always great to be here with you all. Thank you, TT. Thank you, E. Yeah. And uh, thanks, thanks again, Bryce. Bryce. Thank you. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.